uh, you're probably going to hate me. James, the real question is, should people pay back their debts? That's the real question. Let's let's run it back Ooh. to the viral clip. <laughs> Hold on. Let's run it back to the viral clip. Well, I don't know what I'm talking about. I only make 100 grand a year, right? Well, Amex cannot tell me that I I can't assume that I will make 500 grand this year. It's projected. You can't you can't tell me you, you don't know how many streams of income I have. You don't know if I maybe just made a big investment. Maybe I just started a side hustle. So everything on these applications are stated and projected. If I make a hundred grand a year, Welcome to episode 32 of the new Money Talks podcast. <laughs> Slash newsletter. Slash newsletter. If you haven't already joined, we have an absolutely killer newsletter and an amazing writer on our team. Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Shout out Alex. Shout out Alex. Absolute beast. If you haven't listened, if you haven't signed up, definitely make sure to do that. We're going to put it in the, you know, the link, link below. Yeah, if you don't like listening, if you don't like watching, you like reading. Yeah. Killer. Now, Bye. without further ado... Mr. James Jang. Oh, yeah. You, First on, repeat guest on in New Money Talks history. Oh, man. This is, oh, this man. Is, this is a moment in time. I feel so special, guys. Thank <laughs> you so much for having me back on the best yeah, podcast. Yeah, absolutely. This is awesome. And if you don't know who this is, that means you're not keeping up. That means you're not subscribed. Yeah. That means you don't have the notifications on. So subscribe, turn notifications that. on. Go look at old episodes. Go look at our TikTok, our Instagram, our Twitter. You'll find who Mr. James yeah, Jane is. If you have TikTok or you have Twitter, you've probably seen this man yeah. probably about a month, month and a half ago. We had a video that did 10 million views that got repurposed on Twitter that did 3 million views that got repurposed on somewhere else and also did like probably like almost a million on Instagram now. Like man is just million. everywhere. They everywhere. love the diamond tattoos. They love the diamond tattoos. They love the four feet off the ground. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, they forgot to mention the acne scars, you know, so oh. I'll just put that out there today, oh, you know, man. pimple face. Barstool Finance, too, even posted it, bro. Yeah, yeah. intelligent Finance. cryptocurrency. I mean, it's it was it so, blew up. So before we get into all that, let's let's run it back, right? Yeah. Give, give, a, give the listeners, the viewers, those who are new, who, uh, you know, are living under a rock, give them a two minute <laughs> recap of who you are. And if you want to watch the last episode. That will be linked in the description as well because that's yeah. also an incredible. I hope you remember to tell the editors to add all these links. You oh know? yeah, <laughs> but we're gonna we're gonna be you know taking a slightly different direction, covering a couple of same topics, but we're gonna go into more depth on some different topics. So I'm very excited to get into those. So it's gonna be a little bit of a mix up from the last one. But give a recap on who the heck you are, why people should listen to you. Yes, absolutely. So my name is uh, James Jang. Um, on a you know good day, I'm about five foot four. <laughs> Got a couple you know uh, questionable tattoos on my body, but uh, no. Anyways, on a serious note, 26 years old. Um, I own uh, three financial uh, consulting businesses um, under Limitless Financial uh, Solutions. Um, Credit repair being one of them, funding and financing being the second, and uh, e-commerce automation where we help individuals, uh, you know, level up and make passive income would be the third. Um, born and raised uh, in New York, and um, yeah, you should listen to me because if you want to fix your credit and get rich, I can help you get there. And uh, I'm a very controversial person, so James, James. if you don't like controversy. Uh, you're probably going to hate me. James, the real question is, should people pay back their debts? That's the real question. 
Let's let's run it back Oof. to the viral clip. Let, hold on. Let's run it back to the viral clip. Well, I don't know what I'm talking about. So I don't know if that's hold a good on, question on. to ask me. So, so for those of you that don't know the viral clip, we might put a little preview <laughs> up here. Our editor's gonna love us for this one. We might put a little preview over here. You know, we'll let that roll for like 15, 20 seconds. Actually, I could probably play it real quick. Nah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Anyways, we'll let now, the editors in now, there. Now that you're back to the episode and you've watched that amazing TikTok, we're going to talk about some of the controversy behind it, why it got so much traction. Yeah. Um, and, and also just talk to you about some of the comments sure. and the validity of other people's opinions um, who experienced, you know, the, the side of taking that opinion mm-hmm. or taking that clip out of context and actually, you know, having a negative repercussion from that. Sure. So, so talk to me about that clip. And I mean, they will have already seen it, but talk to me about why people had so much controversy Wait, which one? behind There's that. two of them. Um, There's two, right? I'm, I'm pretty sure Kyle is uh, the referencing main the one. about not paying off like the Amex um, balance. Never pay the debt collector. And they were like, you keep, you keep saying Amex wrong. And I was like, how are you saying Amex wrong? How are you saying Amex wrong? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I have a speech impediment. Too. That's something else they can make fun of me for. But anyways, yeah. So to kind of recap on that clip, you know, guys, um, it was, uh, there's two of them. The first one was about um, never paying a debt collector. Uh, which uh, the fact of the matter is, you know, when uh, somebody in a company, let's just say AT&T or, you know, Capital One or whoever the case may be, takes you to collections, um, you don't own that debt anymore. The debt literally just got sold to a debt collector. So if you don't own something, why would you be obligated to pay it? It's just very simple, right? If you don't own a car, you don't have to keep making payments on it. The new owner or whoever it goes to has to make payments on it. So that was, you know, to, to, in, in a 15 second overview of that one, um, people love that one because they're like, <laughs> this is illegal and this guy's going to tank your credit score. You're going to go to jail. I mean, none of my clients have gone to jail yet for that. Um, and then the second clip was about, uh, you know, how debt collectors actually, um, they can't harass you under the Fair yeah, Debt yeah, Collection Practices Act, FDCPA. If you tell them to stop calling you, they have to stop calling you. And if they keep calling you or they harass you or they curse at you, they use profanity or they threaten you. Like it's it's a very fine print in the consumer rights laws. Yeah. Um, they can you might actually be uh, obligated to get a thousand dollars in compensation, which we have um, at Limitless Financial Solutions. We have gotten our clients paid before. Wait, so explain the thousand dollar thing. How do you get a thousand dollars? Yeah. So if if um, the debt collector continues to violate the Fair Debt Collection Practices Act, okay, uh, you know, harassing you or uh, continuously calls you after you ask them to stop, um, if you have the right team and and you know uh, dispute letters, which is what my company does behind you, uh, we can actually send these letters off, and you can actually get compensated for that up to a thousand dollars if they don't uh stop doing what they're doing by violating the fair debt collection practice so so what does the fair debt collection collection practice act actually say so if you could if you would summarize it yeah so i'll I'll summarize it without getting nerdy on you know because then it's just gonna bore people to death but uh the fair debt collection practice act first of all states that any time that there is any sort of debt whether it's a collections or a charge off or anything like that on your credit report it has to be validated in order for that to actually stay on your credit report. So let me give you guys an example. Um, 99% of people that have their personal information incorrect on their credit report. So if your name is Kyle Russell, Russell's your last yep. name, right? If yep. Kyle, if, if on your driver's license, it says Kyle, do you have a middle name? Francis. Kyle Francis Russell. If that's what it says on your driver's license, 
Okay, it has to match on your credit report. Mm-hmm. It has to say That's Kyle catch him right there. Francis Russell, not Francis Kyle Russell. And I don't not put Ru- my middle name on anything. So not 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 Russell Kyle. Even if it's Russell yeah. Kyle, because Russell could be someone's first name. Kyle could be somebody's last name. Right. Mm. This is your apartment. Whatever. This is where you work. All that info has to be accurate. So let me let me tell you guys this one thing: if they can't even verify your accurate name, your date of birth, your address, and your employer, which ninety nine percent of the time it's wrong on your credit report. How can they say that this debt belongs to you? They can't. Interesting. They're going to like that one. Right? <laughs> like so, 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 so for, for, for all the people that were hating in the comments, yeah. well, how can they validate a debt that belongs to you if they can't even validate your name? There's a thousand billion Kyle Russells yeah. in America. You're not the only one. Yeah. So, so that's one part of the fair debt collections practice side. And the second part was what I mentioned to you guys previously. There's laws. Oh, here, here's, here's, here's another, here's another good one that people went off. When I said the times that they could call you, when I said <laughs> it was between eight, um, eight a.m. and eight p.m. and everyone's like, no, it's eight and nine. This guy's a fucking idiot. It depends on the time zone that you're in. Okay. If you're in mm-hmm. Texas, okay. It's going to be nine o'clock on the East Coast. Okay. But it's going to be eight o'clock on the, on the, on oh, the central time. If you're in California, it is nine o'clock here. It's going to be fucking six o'clock over there. So just to clarify, um, I, and either way, it's for like the an hour difference. Like the, who cares you know? for the, bro- for the brokies that are in the comments that are all of a sudden credit repair experts. <laughs> what we're trying to say here is it also depends on the time zone that you're in. So if they, if they contact you outside of 8 a.m. and 9 p.m all time zones okay whatever since to, to clarify um and, and you tell them to stop that's also violating the fair debt collection practices act james jing coming with the sauce so, heavy sauce today right from dubai this is yeah this is that. <laughs> we'll get into that in a second so it's so i got that. a question i want to push back on that because sure. um are so first and foremost are there any instances where um you should pay off a debt collector any instances that you can imagine off the, off the back of your head like let's say they yeah. like repossess a vehicle and you want it back and you have to you have to pay that off to get the vehicle back or for example in my case I uh, I put a thousand dollars into TD Ameritrade and they never fully withdrew it from my bank and I invested it and then they closed me out of a position forcefully because they never actually received it so now they're like hey you owe us a thousand bucks and I'm like you never like took the money out of my account and you made me trade with it or you allowed me to trade with it. Like that's mm-hmm. on you. That's not on me. Sure. And then you closed me out of, posi- of a position that might've been profitable. So now they're threatening to, or they already did. I already paid it off, but they were threat. They sent me to collections. Collections reached out. was like, Hey, if you, if you want to get back into the account, you actually have to pay the original debtor in order to get back into the account. Right? So in instances like th- that, would it make sense for anyone in any condition to pay off a debt collector? Uh, was it on your credit report? They were threatening to put it on my my report, and they said if you don't pay it, uh, we're going to post it, and it's going to not be good for your credit. Yeah. Well, first of all, that's a threat, so that's a violation automatically. Um, you know, FYI. But uh, and, and you see, you know, that's that's a tough situation in your situation because when when they're telling you that the only way to actually uh, get back into your brokerage account is by paying it, well, that's that's a personal decision, right? Like, how, if you're if like you, holding you hostage, yeah, like if you want your investments to grow and it's yeah. like, all right, well, I want to get in for my future. I'm not gonna, you know, yeah, what, yeah, what's a thousand bucks? I'm not gonna, you know, put it, you know, uh, uh, millions of dollars in the future yeah. at risk for a thousand bucks. Sure, I would say pay it. Uh, to to your question with regards to would there be any situation. Uh, I guess there would be one, one single situation that I would actually say pay off your debts. Um, if, if the debt collector actually ends up 
getting uh, litigation against you. So if they try to take you to court, um, meaning they go to a judge, they actually get judgment from this, you know, from from the state and and all that, and they threaten to like you know garnish your wages and uh, and all of those things. Then what I would do is I, even in that situation, I wouldn't pay it off directly. What I would do is I would consult with a, with an attorney, and I would have the attorney uh, show up to court with me and either make a settlement on something that's less than the full amount, or even maybe the attorney, um, if they're a, a debt professional, um, they can actually even probably get you out of that. Um, the point to that is, uh, if a debt collector contacts you a few times, if they send you letters in the mail, don't be vulnerable, don't be gullible, and just pay them. Yeah. Because you're going to pay them, and what's going to happen, okay, is... You for, lost your for, 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 for everybody that says, no, that's how your credit score is going to tank. Actually, no, you're going to pay the collections and it's still going to remain on your report for the next seven to 10 years. They're only going to change it to a paid collections. Mm. So when so so when you go and apply for credit cards, when you go and apply for loans, when you go and apply for mortgages, anything of that nature, it's still the collections are still going to be there. Okay. Even if you paid it. I just had a guy last week. He was so pissed. He paid 16 grand in collections and he reached out to me he was actually my barber's uh, referral and he's like i need to get in contact with james he told my sales guy i paid sixteen thousand dollars in debt because he didn't know that he didn't have to pay it damn, i'm damn. like dude we don't even charge anywhere near 16 grand we could have got that shit removed you didn't even have to pay that and now it's still going to be on your report for 10 years damn i got a question for you so i just looked sure. at tiktok right now right that sure. video what are we at three million no no 9.9 million 9.9 million <laughs> yeah this one right Put it against the mic. Right? And they sell my debt to ABC Debt Collections Company, LLC. The debt doesn't belong to James Shang anymore. The debt belongs to ABC Debt Collectors. Why should I pay a debt that doesn't even belong to me anymore? Facts. People get scared because debt collectors, if you don't pay, we're going to garnish your way. They get scared. No, it's against the Fair Debt Collection Practices Act. You don't have to pay debt collectors. Oh, wow. Oh, Facts. wow. Dude. <laughs> Facts. Oh, wow. up on that. Now, I'm going to ask you a question, right? Sure. You got like fucking ten, almost 10,000 comments on here, like a half a million likes or whatever. Money follows attention, baby. For the people who are saying this is fake news, right? What do you say to all that? Because like it... Like to, to the average person, right? This mm-hmm. is fake news. Sure, it is fake news. You know, like yeah, yeah. The garn- you- like like people commented, like, well, they actually did garnish my wages. So, what steps would need to happen that, like, if someone took your advice, mm-hmm. um, then and they were like, well, they garnished. I did that, and they garnished my wages. What do you have to say to those people? So, from our experience with the results that we've gotten for our clients in that same situation. If you work with a successful credit repair company and that collections is not on your credit report, there's no reason why they would actually garnish your wages. Because you guys got to understand most of the time when these wages like actually get, and just like I mentioned before, I was very transparent with everybody. If this company decides to actually sue you, Meaning they, they get a lawyer. Mind you, most people owe collections like two thousand five hundred. No, yeah. no, no, like we're not talking about like one hundred twenty thousand, one hundred thirty thousand dollars, or a million dollars. Talking about chump change here, right? Yeah. Companies most likely aren't going to actually go and get a lawyer to chase after you for five hundred dollars or twenty five hundred, even ten thousand dollars. If they if 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 they do, then there's multiple steps they have to go through. They have to climb up a ladder, and generally speaking, they will look at your credit report. If it's not even on your credit report, most of the time. They're they're not going to garnish your wages, so 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 how do you, so how do you John to answer your question how do you solve that? 
or you work with a credit repair company and you dispute it off of your credit report so that they can't find it on there. You don't do nothing. What's the val- where, where, Again, where's the validation? Where, how, how did you validate it? Kyle Russell or is it Kyle, Kyle Francis Russell? When's your birthday? May 19th. May 19th 99. when? 1999. Right On the credit report, if it just says 1999, well, when was he born? August right. 15th or May 19th or mm-hmm. January fucking 2nd? Yeah. It- you can't validate the debt. You can't, you can't do garnishing wage guys. Like garnishing wages is like the last step. Like these people have to go through multiple steps in their finance department, in their litigation department. They have to hire an attorney. They have to do discovery. It's a whole lawsuit. Yeah. So it's not it's it's not easy to get there. Yeah, and for those that don't know, the the same rules apply to any transaction that reports to your credit. Correct. So if you if you're getting an auto loan and they send out like you know, and you don't have the best credit, like I did when I was getting my car, mm-hmm. they they locked me on eighteen percent interest, which is unheard of. I was paying nine hundred dollars a month for a car that I now pay three fifty a month for, right? And it's almost paid off, right? So I was literally paying. I could have had three cars. <laughs> If I had good credit, I could have had three of those cars if I had be decent credit. Right. But what happened is I was young. I was 19, didn't have a lot of credit history. They sent, uh, they basically reached out to on without my consent, right? Or they, either they tried to coerce me to sign paperwork to allow them to do that without really telling me what was going to happen. Sure. They sent it out to, you know, they reached out to probably 10 different auto loan companies my, my credit score tanked. I probably dropped 50 points in like a week mm-hmm. because they send it to all these companies and you only go with one of them. So the other nine, I actually worked with a friend to dispute the transactions because they didn't have my signature to actually sign off to say that I agreed for that to happen. And I removed all of it. And my score ended up actually being higher after they were removed than it was before when they sent out all the, all those, uh, you know, whatever, uh, the, the, credit requests or whatever they are, you know, inquiries. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Inquiries. Yeah. yeah. I, and, and I'm proud of you for doing that. Cause most people don't know that. And, and see, here's the thing. Um, no wet signature, no proof. That's the rule of thumb for everybody. Remember that one line, no wet signature, no proof, because generally speaking, where did you authorize, uh, even for credit cards? There's no wet signature. Yeah. You click a box. I accept the terms and conditions. That's true. You can say it with someone else, but there's no wet signature. What okay. If, what if you sign online, for credit cards, yeah, same yeah. thing. There's, I, I mean, personally, I've never had a single oh, credit card application where you've had to actually sign your wet signature. Oh, interesting. So you can go to the card, and be like, hey, I never signed for this. So I'm just like, I don't know who did this. It wasn't, especially if you got like rejected from a card. Yeah. Welcome to Credit Repair 101. Oh, these are the laws. Yeah. Now, now everyone's gonna See, say that's value. so scummy. That's illegal. No, it's not. Free value, right? No, there. it's not. It's not. It's not because because if you're if my signature wasn't on there, somebody could literally access my social, my address, my that's personal true. info, which is very, guys. All of our information isn't safe, by the way. It's already accessible to anybody in, in this yeah. world. So somebody could easily go on and apply. And what am I gonna do? Yeah. There's no James Jang wet signature. You, I didn't authorize 20 inquiries at BMW when so, I tried to get so, my car. So, so what do the credit card companies do when like you try to fight this? Like, they just lose? Yeah. Half of them don't, <laughs> yeah. They, like, they don't, they don't, well, so few people actually dispute them that when they do come in, they're just like, oh, whatever. It's one in you know a thousand you know, peop, com, people that we've worked with. So it's like, we're not going to take time out of our day to fight this little dispute. We don't really care. Is, well, that, is that true? Um. I can't fully speak on that if that's true because I don't know the facts, so I'm not going to bullshit. But what I will say is, uh, the the FCRA, the Fair Credit Reporting Act, again, that, that's that's what it states. If 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 the debt, if the uh, I'm sorry, if the inquiry or, or if the um a loan application, whatever the case may be, 
cannot be validated with a wet fucking signature. And again, if the so they write wet fucking signature if, on the if, paper. If, if your personal information is already incorrect on your if the, um, on their credit report, and there's no wet signature, and you let's just say I applied for Amex, I got denied. Well, you you can't prove that any of this even fucking belongs to me. So you have to remove the inquiry. Legally, yeah. you have to remove the inquiry. Yeah. It doesn't belong to me. My question is, what if they say, no, we're not going to remove it? Then what do you do? Um, you try again. You got to work with a better credit repair company because, I mean, we get all the inquiries removed for our clients. I mean, like, do, you, do you ever have anything where like they just push back and like, no, sue us. And then you're like, well, I'm not going to sue Amex. No, like, we, we've never had that before. At least definitely not with hard inquiries. Um, if, if, if they're not removed within the first round, we dispute again. And generally speaking, for, for inquiries, uh, maximum like 70 days, we usually get them off. But really? it usually takes about two weeks. I mean, we had you guys had Luca on here, which is a great – Luca's a great guy. We got all of his inquiries removed. I think it was like 17 days or something like that. And he yeah. was like shocked. And Luke can yeah. attest for that as well. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, it's pretty. It's, it's pretty, pretty crazy. crazy. <laughs> it's pretty crazy, man. Mr. Yeah. James Jean. Yeah. You know? So, there's some context for you guys out there. Are you excited to be back on the New Money Talks podcast? This is the best podcast in the world. I'm so excited to be one. here. You guys are awesome, man. This is awesome. We just give nothing but game on here. Yeah. Nothing but game. Yeah. Yeah, like, a lot, a lot of the shit we actually talk about, like, people don't realize if you sit down and absorb it, it's like what the equivalent of, you know... Someone paying you like a thousand bucks in order to get two thousand bucks, three thousand. You can't put a price on some of this stuff. You can't. You know? Absolutely not. Like, we, not. We, like yeah. Funny every, enough, every, you even helped me though. Remember I texted you? I was like, hey, I'm trying to get this like a uh, Chase business, business credit, credit card. Credit card. I remember and you were that. like, yo, type in this number. And I was like, bullshit. And yeah. I did it and it worked. <laughs> yeah. Da- data points. I remember you hit me up about what to put right for the income and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so that's, you know. Because you can't go too high. Yeah. You, can. you can't go too low because well, if you go too high, they're like, oh, you have to verify all this type of stuff. They start asking you these questions, right? Not always. So um, a lot of times what happens is when you when you apply, for, this is something that people don't know. When you apply for credit cards, personal or business, okay, everything that you put on that application is stated. It's not actual. It's stated. What does that mean? So, so, so I'm going to explain what that means. So let's just say I'm applying for a credit card and let's just say I made like only, I don't know, a hundred grand a year, right? Because I'm a broke idiot. According to the comments, only. yeah, I only make a hundred grand a year, right? Well, Amex cannot tell me that I I can't assume that I will make five hundred grand this year. It's projected. You can't you can't tell me. You, you don't know how many streams of income I have. You don't know if I maybe just made a big investment. Maybe I just started a side hustle. So everything on these applications are stated and projected. If I make a hundred grand a year, I could put three hundred and fifty five grand. $355,989. You can't tell me that that's not true because you don't know what business is. It's a projection. Have. It's a projection. It's a, so, so what are they going to do? You're not going to make $355,000 this year, Kyle. How the fuck do you know? Yeah, right. You don't know what I got going on. I could be selling drugs. <laughs> you, they, they, they don't know that. Yeah. So all that stuff is projected. Yeah. So, so you are, you are legally allowed to inflate your income on credit card applications. You are allowed. That's gonna go viral on that one too. <laughs> you are, you yeah, are. Because I, I do it all the yeah. time. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. And I'm, I'm not in jail. I'm here. So yeah. Yeah. He's back. With I'm another back. Tattoo on his neck. What's on the other side? That's a. It's a fucking. Uh, it's a. It's a dumbbell with the word passion on it. I've been working out lately, so I decided to get a dumbbell tattoo. That's not. No, I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> no I've, I've, had, I've had this since 2016. Fitness has always been a passion of mine. I generally love. I used to be a fitness coach for those. Yo, that were speaking of podcast, fitness, so. I found this one guy yesterday. He came up, came up on a YouTube video 
the fuck's his name? He was like in jail for like 10 years. And then for the last five years, he's been like training people how to like get big or whatever. Dude, this guy. Cali Muscle? No, 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 no. Wet something? Was that, that no, I don't know. Wet. Uh, he has like half a million on YouTube, half a million on Instagram. Oh, I'm not sure. And like uh, some guy had a video on him, was like a tour of his house or whatever. And like uh, he's a $30 million house in San Diego. And he supposedly makes $2 million a month. And he's like every day I make between 30K and 200K every oh, day. What? Like selling a high ticket course. Like he was just like clear. Yeah. He was like literally. Very possible. Yeah. He was like, so I, he's like, I, I was like when I was in my 20s, I was selling drugs. I went to jail for 10 years and then. Like I think four years into jail, I got they gave me a smartphone, and oh, I just knew like oh if I got if I started posting on like Instagram, I'd like make money off this when I got out. Mm. So when he got out, he pretty much had like I think like twenty thirty k like followers on Instagram, and then he was just like hey for two hundred fifty bucks, I'll teach you how to like become big, just like work out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he started doing like workout plans for people and stuff like that. Yeah, it's like what I did. Like, yeah, what, yeah. You, what you did, yeah, yeah. Kind not of not not to the two million a month scale. No, I'll so be then, shit. So I then mean. he was like. Pretty much what just happened, he was like, I just played offense all day. I never, like, cared about, like, defensive. I never cared about, like, saving. I just played mad offense. And he was like, literally, I do the same thing I was doing five years ago. Today, I just raised the price. He was just like, well, I went from 250 to 1,000 to 5,000 to 20. And now I do $100,000 packages. Jesus. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, that's great. Because he was like, literally, it's all the same. It's like, just go after my, bigger people. I just switched my mindset. And like, I just like targeted different people for it. Yeah, like my yeah, social yeah. media kept doing it. Like, I'm, I'm going to find the guy right now. Well, you know, that, John brings up such a great point because, um, because, because uh, like Grant Cardone says all the time, price is a myth. So, you know, talking about sales and, you know. He's another one. Actually, sorry, cut you no, off. No, you're good. You're Grant good. Grant Cardone. Um, shout out Ryan Bishop, if you ever watch this. There's like this uh, brand we're trying to start work with. Right now. He used to be a sales rep for Grant Cardone. Oh, amazing. Yeah. He said it was like the craziest experience of his life. Because like these guys just knew what would happen with a certain type of like lead. So it was like, for example, if it was like a, uh, like a, like a $40 million company in Missouri that does like HVAC. And then also the, on their CRM, it said like, oh, they bought two of their books, like two Grand Cardone books. Yeah. They knew within a half an hour phone call, this guy was paying 15 grand after that phone oh, call. Oh, absolutely. They yeah. knew. They knew exactly. Like, they were like licking their fingers. They're like, I'm going to make a fat commission off this because I know, boom, it's going to work. The, the sales guys are trained. trained. It's all trained, bro. Trained Grant, Grant's a fucking shark. Grant, I believe, is a, I think he's better than Jordan Belfort. It's also the power he of He probably is, honestly. I, I think I know he is. I mean, he's. I've, I watch all his. I have my, my sales guys watch all of his videos really? and, and all of his trainings and stuff. I, I think I'm going to go to his next 10X growth conference as well. I, you know, but he says all the time, price is a myth because because you, you said, what, the guy was charging $250 and now he's charging 100 grand. It's just for the same shit. It's all about delivering the value. Same I mean, that's shit. what I did. I, I, when I first Dude, started off, I'm going to find this. I was, I was charging $100 a month to coach people um, for fitness, diet plan and workouts. Uh, I, I, before I, I basically, um, you know, stopped doing the fitness coaching thing, I was charging people probably close to eight to 10 grand for a year and they would all pay up front. I mean, what changed? I mean, yeah, I mean, I made the deliverables a little bit prettier, yeah. but at the end of the day, they still got the results. So yeah. it's all about the value that they deliver. So mm -hmm. yeah. that's awesome, man. I mean, I haven't heard of him, but I'm find, I'm, I think you, you've heard of him. Yeah, yeah. I'll but find it. No, that's that's keep that's keep awesome. going. No, it's a power personal branding. Oh, I found I mean, it perfect here. Like, I found let's the guy. see. Probably seen this guy. The, the guy's channel's uh, New J knows. You ever see that one? He like go finds like mansions pretty much, and like just like see how, what these people are doing. Mm. But the guy he interviewed, I'll tell you his name right now. Oh, where the fuck is this dude? He definitely built up his personal brand to the point where he was able to. I mean, five hundred thousand subs on YouTube yeah, is yeah. is not that's, something that's that. Hard. Wes Watson. Can I see a picture? Of yeah, him? yeah. A look. Video of him. 
guys like yoked and like just like crazy. You seen him? Oh yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've seen that guy. I watched it. Oh, yeah, dude. Like yeah, I know exactly who he is. And it's all click funnels, too. I was like, I was yeah. going through his funnels and everything. It was straight click funnels. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Guys, out of his mind. Yeah. Out no, of his absolutely. mind. Well, the, you can make a lot of money in the fitness. And I mean, any any coaching or course industry. You well, it was pretty much like scalable. As long as it's scalable. It was yeah. pretty much like, hey, like, uh, you're trying to, like, come fit. Like, here's one plan. Are you trying to, like, grow your mindset? Here's another plan. Yeah. Are you trying to, like, not be, like, a brokey? Here's another plan. Yeah, it's all like, dude, they fill out basically like a questionnaire and Pretty it much. leads you them to the right to program. Yeah. That's yeah, freaking yeah. awesome. And then it's just, just on autopilot. Yeah. Click and buy. And this guy was saying he's like so dialed in. Yeah. That like he has like like monthly like uh, masterminds at his house. Like I'm not really big into this whole like guru bullshit. Like it's not really my thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I also see some of these guys and like you can learn a lot from them. Like funnel hacking, like fucking like knowing how to build offers. Like price, price is always like you said, a weird thing. It's a myth. It's, it's, a it's myth. fake. It's because made up. depending on who you talk to, prices. Actually, last podcast, Nick Sharma, we were talking about this. Nick Sharma only goes after brands that do 50 to $500 million a year. Why? Why? Like, there's no reason why behind it. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. It's like, it's a bet. It's like, I was talking to Kyle about this. I, I'd rather work with those people because they have the money to pay your like yeah. 20, 40, 50K a month rather than somebody who's doing like six figures a month. And you're just like, like 10 small people. To, to, yeah. You know what I mean? And then you have more headaches. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, and, you know, spe- speaking of that, I think... Well, shit, today's only Monday. Fuck, I'm out of my mind. I thought it was like Wednesday. Yeah, I think I think like this over the weekend, including today, we've probably re- already rejected like 10 clients from working with us and they were like willing to like give us their credit card immediately. And I was just like, no, I'm not really trying to work with you. And that's just like, you know, full, full all due respect, obviously, right? Like it's just you, you have to understand who your avatar is and you have to understand who your ideal customer is. Because sometimes yeah. it's not even all about the money as, as important as money is. You don't want headaches. There, there, there was a, there was a, a, um, a meme on Instagram. It said, you know, $500 client. Well, there's like a bunch of requirements. You see, you know, you know what I'm talking what about. I require mean? this, this, and this, and I expect this to be done. $50,000 client. Money sent. Thanks. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so it, yeah. it's really like like your your brand. Speaking of personal branding, your brand and your audience, you have to be crystal fucking clear on who you're targeting and the type of people that you want to work 100%. with. Hundred percent. And I and I agree with that because otherwise, you know, if you just go chase after every dollar, you're also going to chase after every headache. Yeah, yeah. That, that's the truth. Like that. that meme I learned is that legit. the hard way. That though. meme's legit. Yeah. Like I used to be like you know back when I first got started, I used to take on every client. Like they would negotiate, lowball the fuck out of me. You just like bet. I, I was like a thousand dollars. You know, made is you know a, a penny saved is a penny earned. Kind of like yeah, that yeah, saying, yeah. right? And now I'm just like, dude, you're not like if you're gonna text me at two a.m. <laughs> asking me the same fucking question that my sales guy explained to you on the hour Zoom call. Yeah, yeah no, I'm not gonna take you, bro. Keep your money. Yeah, yeah. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. It's not worth the headache. Like, it's actually, not worth the headache. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. all these headaches, they just like compound yeah like one becomes 10 10 becomes 20 yeah 20 becomes 100 and you're just like the but fuck? then you but then on the other side you work with like the right client that's just like they're so they're so like you know they're they're um, it's a good fit it's what, a good fit yeah like what like you know they're, they're they're communicating and you know both parties are on the same page it's just so easy yeah they yeah, they, yeah. they they succeed you make money everybody's eats everybody Every, everyone's everyone happy everyone's, everyone grows yeah you know what i mean everyone like grows. those brands like they know the little bullshit that like the smaller brands care about, like the smaller clients care about. Mm-hmm. Like they're just like, I don't, I don't really care. I don't really I mean? care for that. Yeah, because like I know the bigger picture. These are these are not relevant. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? One hundred. I'm sure. I'm sure some of the bigger clients. Like I'm very curious of this guy how he sells like these big ass packages though. Like it's, that shit always blows my mind. Yeah, like his I presence, mean, first of all. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Like what he did is, I mean, that's the formula for success that a lot of big people follow. It's like 
you you do one thing that's really cool you like you build cool shit yeah, yeah, yeah. You have one good accolade that gets you reputable in a space yeah and you build a cult following and then you as ethically as possible of course you monetize the fuck out of that following that's the formula you build cool shit or do something that's notable in your industry let's say you have an 850 credit score and you've been researching this shit for three years now you have the authority to offer that as a service and people value what it is that you're offering. So you, as ethically as possible, monetize the fuck out of that audience. This, this might be some brokey mindset here, but I got a question for you though. No, you're not a brokey. I, I, I love you, bro. A, a guy like this, I just like was going through his stories. He's like posting screenshots of, of, of like 25K Stripe payments or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. Like when you see that type of shit, it usually puts me off when I see stuff shit like that. I'm mm -hmm, like, why mm -hmm. are you posting this crap? You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like rich people wouldn't post stuff like this. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it always makes me like second guess people, like screenshots and this. Coming in. Like, like, like same thing in the Shopify world, the DDC space. A lot of people post their wins when it's a, when it's at a peak, when it's at a high. They don't show and the they, L's. And when they know that the next week it's about to plummet. But, but, but my thing is that though, like why did like, like, the people like that, like, like do you even believe this guy? Cause like, yeah, I, I watched the YouTube video. I saw his house, his house, cars, blah, blah, blah. It's, I, as we do more YouTube stuff, I know a lot of this stuff is like kind of bullshit. But like when you start posting screenshots and like Stripe notifications and Shopify, it's all like it, it adds a bunch of garbage to me. You so know? Let, let me ask you a question is because I didn't see the post. Is he posting it for himself or he's showing oh, his no, clients? Like, look, succeeding? Like, look, 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 like, oh, this is the same guy. We're talking same about. guy. Like, look, like, like, what's the reason for this? Yeah. So like, you're like, I don't know if you can it's, see it's the to camera. boost your ego. I will. If, you, like, if you're insecure. This is this is this is like, no, no no disrespect to him. He's, I, I fuck with him, yeah, but like yeah, still, yeah. I'm we'll not get him on. Yeah, <laughs> listen, I'm I, and I'm sitting in between both of you guys. I'm on your podcast. I'm I'm gonna. I mean, I'm I'm as real as it gets. I'm gonna look at the camera. I do that shit. But I, why? Why though? I do. I, but why? Though? I do that shit. I'm gonna explain why. Right. So there's. I can't speak for this guy and I can't speak for other people out there that are that are just flexing to be like you know whatever I I put online like I really live that life like. We talk about personal branding, right? So put it this way. If you're somebody that, let's just say in my space, I'm teaching people how to fix their, or I'd rather I'm fixing their credit for them. I'm teaching them how to get funding, massive amounts of funding, like a hundred grand, 200 grand that they can use to invest or start up a business or do something that could like drastically change their lives. Are you going to listen? Like, are you going to listen to a fat personal trainer? No. So the way I look at it is you have to brand yourself in a sense where you, you got to flex a little bit to show people, to show people like, Hey man, like I want this guy's life. But do you think these people believe your shit though? I mean, like that, that that's I, the, to I, me, I, when I started seeing that, I'm like, this is bullshit for, for me, for me, it's like the people who don't believe it totally fine. The people who who do believe it, you know, like, you know, the bank statements aren't going to lie. Right. Yeah, and I don't mean yeah, that in yeah, a cocky yeah. way. I'm just saying, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. if you want to meet up, I could show you my bank statements, whatever. Like, I'm not the richest. I'm probably one of the most broke people you guys have had on this podcast. But I do OK for myself. I could show you my bank statements to prove it. But for me, it's elevated my brand to the next level. Like, mm. I'm not even going to lie, guys. I'll sit here and shut up. Post, posting that stuff. I, I post for our e-commerce stores. We do Facebook automation, helping people make passive income. I'm not saying it's going to make you rich. But I post, even if you go on my stories right now, I post results of our clients' payouts. I post these things. That's different though. Because if 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 he wanted to attract people sure. through with the results of the service he's yes. providing, yes. he would show his muscles in the gym. Sure. Not the bank statements. Sure. Because he's providing a fitness service. 100%. On, on, on that spectrum of the things to gain you know, clients. Now, on, on the branding side, guys, I'll, I'll be straight up. When I used to just post videos of myself talking in front of camera about credit, okay? 
you know, whatever. No one cared. I, I there was, was no validity you, behind what there you was. There was no validity being, you know, you know, I was, you know, whatever, making 40, doing 40, 50 K a month in, in revenue, gross revenue for the company. And then I start putting, you know, flash to Roly a little bit, put on, you know, put on the chain a little bit, you know, um, get in a couple Lambos, fly to Dubai a couple times, but I'm not faking. I actually lived the life. Yeah. All of a sudden, views double, tripled, saves double, triple, quadrupled. That's so funny. DMs flooded. Yeah, I get more reactions. I get more reactions to people when I post my when I post a Lambo steering wheel or an iced out Rolex than I do me talking in front of the camera teaching you about the five factors of your fucking FICO score. That's crazy. It's just the reality of what the world has come to, guys. Yeah. And you got to play the game. So I'll be transparent with everybody. I do that shit. But hey, like, yeah. I actually live that life though. I'm not faking it. Like, I own yeah. this watch. I own the chains. I, you know, but... No, no. I, I, I think if you're scamming people, it's fucked. John, I, if you're scamming people, if you're showing... Why are you looking thing, at me? No, no, no. no. Yeah. no, no, no. I'm just, no to answer your question, like I'm saying like if you're scam, if you're doing it to scam people, if you're putting on a, a fake life on Instagram to scam people, fake deposits like all these Forex motherfuckers do, they oh my God, look, uh, today, you know, and they, they pull up yeah. MetaTrader 4. Oh my God, today I profited like 18 million. Yeah. Like, all right, bro. Good, all right, bro. Like, you got to have a but, good service. It's, a good it's, just, yeah. it's just always crazy to me because like... I see your point though. For I'm example, not like, like, yeah, like, yeah. let's think of like a big company, like, you know, HubSpot. Right? You yeah, know, they would HubSpot? never do that. Yeah. The founder of HubSpot's not going on the fucking internet being like, look, we just did fucking a half a billion dollars this quarter. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, he's not yeah. posting this. Like, mm -hmm. that's my mindset. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, but he's not posting to his target demographic by doing But that. he's never, he's never posting. But, like, but I also want to say one thing, right? When, when he's, he's huge now, the, the CEO of HubSpot, right? But here's the thing you got to compare people to, to every level. Like if somebody like, like Gary V is never posting like screenshots of like bank accounts. Yeah, yeah. But it like, you know, you, you can't compare someone that's let's just say making a hundred million versus someone that's making like a hundred K a month. So there's levels to this shit. And oh, like yeah, I feel yeah. like you know that whole saying like you gotta fake it till you make it. Maybe not fake it, but there's levels until you make it. You no, gotta yeah, do yeah. certain things until you make it. I mean, that's just I don't know. Yeah, that's that's my sure. personal opinion, but I do hate fake gurus. I'm not gonna lie. There's a lot of them. There's, like, there's, there's too many of them. Like you're not no, even shout out, shout out Klaus, one of my homies. Whenever we get like a guru on here, yeah, he yeah. swipes up and he's like, yo, is this guy a guru, yes or no? And I'm yeah, like, yeah. no, nah, this one is not, this one is What's the scale on the guru radar? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he definitely's going to hear this and he'll text me after you see this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. No, you you actually have to be like doing something significant in your space. And, you know, obviously the amount of money you're making does matter. Like you can't just go out there and just teach people shit if you haven't done it yourself. No, for you sure. can't. You can't do it, you know. For sure, so, for sure. So, yeah. What's on the list over there? Oh, we got a couple of things. Second. I want to ask you... Uh, about a little bit more about Dubai because oh, I, know, yeah. I know that's a uh, that's a hot spot for especially for entrepreneurs just like tax haven weather yeah. everything but like I mean I don't know like I, I know a couple of people that live there they talk about um, artificially um, making it rain you know because of how <laughs> how dry and how hot it is <laughs> and how they got they got the spaceships going through the clouds sprinkling whatever chemical it is that mm. that impregnates the clouds if you will and causes them to rain but Holy just shit. talk to me about why you like it and and because i i know a lot of people that talk shit about it and yeah. i know a lot of people especially like especially when you talk to people that like think uh economically and think mm. or think about like oh like what they what they put women through there um and how yeah like, and like the females experience through it because we only really get to see through the lens of a lot of uh, uh, males. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or like female influencers that are traveling there. That, yeah. But yeah, I talk to me a little bit more about, about that, why you like it. And maybe yeah. what some of the dark sides are that some people don't know. Well, 
right. Um, <laughs> yeah. So let's talk about Definitely Dubai and why you uh, why you love that so much because I've I know that they uh, they they have the artificial uh, rain coming where they they got. <laughs> They got planes coming through and impregnating the clouds with some random <laughs> chemicals so that it rains because the weather's always crazy. But no, but in, on a serious note, like I talk to uh, I talk to people who look at more of the economic side of things and they talk about the reasoning behind, you know, not having to pay the taxes and how that is could actually be a net negative thing. They talk mm. about the experience of women and how they they can't do a lot there. Or they have a lot of like restrictions in, in mm. that culture. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, yeah, I mean, talk to me about the good, the bad, the ugly, what someone who's never visited Dubai um, can expect when they go there. Yeah. Um, well, you can definitely expect to have your jaw dropped, you know. Um, that's so, probably like, why... P- punch in the face or just like... Oh, there? no, like... Like that's crazy, right? Um, you know, here's what I here's what I love about Dubai, first and foremost, is the fact that I truly feel like that's the land of opportunity. And I'm gonna I'm gonna explain why everyone calls like America the land of opportunity, blah blah blah, right? Like literally anybody can go over there. Um it's super easy to uh get access into the country. Um yet it's really safe, which I'll talk about safety next. Um but you can go there and you can literally make a living for yourself and send money back home and take care of your family versus, you know, as you guys know, getting into America is a fucking challenge, right? Is a challenge uh, no matter where you're from. So I like that aspect, the fact that anybody can go there and make it. Number two, when it comes to entrepreneurship, in my opinion, that's 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 the 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 hub, the, the hub of entrepreneurship because you you go over there and it's like they're very business friendly like they will actually reward you like if you're a business like if guys we Kyle we talked about this on the podcast if you want to if you want to go to college banks will give you a two hundred thousand dollar loan you want to start up a business they ain't gonna give you shit but in Dubai in Dubai you could be 18 19 years old and you can have an idea you can have a company registered bank accounts everything fully set up within probably like three to seven business days and they will actually support you they'll give you like free office hours in like some of the biggest size skyscrapers they'll give you yeah. bet like you know they'll give you um uh, health insurance benefits they'll give you medical benefits they'll literally I'll grant you loans just to start up your business so you can get off the ground and running. So that's why there's so many rich and successful young, middle-aged and old entrepreneurs over there because they make it so easy for you to be your own boss and escape the matrix. Okay? They 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 Dubai wants a a a a country of thinkers. Okay? Here they want a country of workers. So that's just that's just a fact if you guys go over there. The safety is another thing that I really really enjoy. Like it's the safest place in the world. Okay, guys, you can't you can't go out here at two three a.m. Okay, with twenty thousand dollars on the wrist, fifteen thousand dollars on the neck, and not have to turn around every two seconds because somebody's gonna mug you. Regardless if you're as jacked up and as big as you guys are, if you're a little guy like me, okay, you always have to look. You always have to watch. How your tall back. are you? I'm, I'm today. I'm about four foot twelve with those uh those uh off whites on. They give me a little bit of leverage. Um, you guys caught that? It really means five feet. Um, so anyways, it's 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 safe, right? Um, it's the safest place in the world. When I had the Lambos and the Ferraris over there, I would literally park the car, leave the keys in the car with my eight hundred dollar Dior shades and my whole fucking wallet of like twelve credit cards. Nobody's gonna touch it. So you have that peace of mind, and in my opinion, peace of mind matters more than more than more than anything. So those are some of like the bright sides. Of course, we're gonna we can talk about the luxury. We can talk about you know the dining, the restaurants, how clean it is. The grounds are so clean that when you make a U turn, it squeaks. 
<laughs> Meanwhile, here you got McDonald's trash fucking everywhere. Yeah. Come on, you can't. Where do you find that word? It's so freaking clean everywhere. Wow. Where you turn, you make a U turn, and like that shit fucking squeaks the ground. How are so? How are they like? <laughs> how are they uh, like paying for all this if they don't charge oh, tax? Well, they got all the money. That's so the oil. everyone's gonna say oil, but tourism. How, tourism. How, how they really make their money is tourism. Yeah, yeah. Here's a fun fact for you guys: ninety percent of the Dubai population are expats. Only 10% are Emiratis, which Emiratis, what it means is yeah. you were literally born there. Like you can't become an Emirati. Yeah. You had, your family had to have been born like in, 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 in Dubai. You would have to have the citizenship. So tourism brings in a lot of money. You got the tallest building in the world. You got, you got, you know, more restaurants. The biggest mall in the world. Biggest mall in the world. Um, the restaurants put New York City to absolute shame. Like, you know what I mean? It's just, so that's, that's where the money comes from. Um, of course, there's downsides. Um, I mean, you know, the, the whole zero tax thing. I mean, you know, it, soon they're actually going to start charging a 9% corporate tax. I was, I was about to say, that's not going to last forever. They're, they're gonna, they're, well, they're going to start charging a 9% corporate tax to anybody that's uh, – to, to, if your company's doing over 375,000 dirhams per year, um, you're going to have to pay a 9% corporate tax. But even at that level, you have a good CPA. You write things off. You're still you're still gonna be paying less taxes than if you lived here. How much is like a Durham to a dollar? Uh, one uh, one one um one Durham is twenty seven cents. So you need so like a hundred a hundred thousand Durhams is twenty is twenty seven thousand dollars. Okay, approximately. You know, um, yeah, and and then you you know you you talk about the dark sides. You know, you mention things like you know women and their lives over there. Um, it, it's a Muslim country. You you know, like it or not, gotta gotta respect their culture um people think that if you go there if you're if you're a, a woman watching this podcast all right um yes you can go over there and you can dress sexy and you can show some cleavage you can show some ass like whatever like you can be yourself more so it's 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 you, you see the women that are covered up um it's when you're married in the in in the you know muslim culture and in the, in the arabic culture only your husband should be the guy that sees you know, uh, you know your your body parts and stuff. Everything other than your face, and that's just not in Dubai. You can go to Qatar; it's the same way. You can go to, uh, you can go to Egypt. It's even worse than Egypt. You know, so that's that. Uh, you know, uh, full transparency. Yeah, uh, prost- prostitution. Uh, it's fucking huge over there. Uh, just being fully transparent. Um, not. Yeah. Um, it makes sense. You can walk. You can walk up and listen. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm just gonna put it out there for what it is, right? I'm probably gonna get a lot of hate for this. What's new in my life? But you you you, you walk into a a, a five star restaurant. You know, you, you got an older guy can barely walk. He's like three hundred pounds overweight, and you just got this baddie, bro. She's like a fucking twelve lips and everything, like ass, titties, and everything. And it's like, yeah, you're a hooker, bro. Like, because what's ten? What's ten thousand dirhams to this guy for one night? What is it to him? It's twenty seven hundred U.S. dollars. So prostitution is huge over there. But I'm gonna tell you where that comes from. Dubai years ago, people went there just to work. It's not what it is today, right? Like all this fancy shit. So a lot of the men, they unfortunately had to leave their families. They had to leave their wives. They had to leave their kids to come work. You work a lot, you become stressed. You become stressed. You gotta, you gotta find a way to let it out, and that's kind of where the prostitution started. That's just full transparency. You guys, oh, full transparency. If you, if you, this, James Jing is being on, being on full transparency. No, this is this is the rawest. I didn't know that. That's, that's interesting. So that's what you know. 
you know, you know, yeah, there, there's always a dark side, right? There's, you yeah. know, prostitution, shit like that. But I mean, there's prostitution in America Everywhere. too. Yeah. Other than that, I can't really think of any dark sides. I mean, if you haven't been to Dubai, go. It'll absolutely change your life. Um, it, it changed my life. The first time I went to Dubai, I was um, a struggling personal trainer. And just like your mindset just elevates. You see what's really possible out there. Um, the weather is always nice. You know, you, you're you're constantly I mean, positive. Miss, you're nice to people. It'll it'll change the way you think. Why do you go out there though? Like for business, you're just going out there just to chill. Well, I'm soon gonna be moving out there, so oh, that's okay. first and foremost. Um, I'm always hunting down real estate out there. Um, I'm in the process right now of registering my companies and getting my visa, my residency. Um, and I'm making connections out there. So if I'm gonna live there one day, I definitely want to start early by uh, meeting people out there that makes sense i think i asked you this on the last podcast but if you could compare it to a u.s state what would you compare it to um it's miami without the i mean i i it's going to contradict itself right so maybe the video guy can uh, cut it out to the point where it's, <laughs> it actually makes sense it's miami without without the danger and the hoery and and the sluts you know, because like, I mean, like, all right, but you, but you just said there's a lot of prostitution. But yeah, it's not like, how do I say it? Like more like escorts. People go to my, yeah, it's like, like Amsterdam. It's like escorts. Like Amsterdam. people like, like you can literally go to Miami and it's just like, you know, like girls are like, they're flashing their titties on the side of the road. Like, you yeah, can't do that in yeah, Dubai. You'll get arrested for that. Like yeah, wow. it's, it's, it's like, it's, it's just like different. It's more classy and it's, it's safer, but it would be Miami would probably be the closest thing that would even touch dubai in america definitely not new york yeah definitely not new york beverly hills no it's just like a totally different thing miami you know with the skyscrapers the yeah. blue waters it's probably the closest thing that would come close to it but it still doesn't touch dubai dubai has nice beaches too doesn't it it's, the, it's got the best nice. beaches all in the world though, right? all man-made they are all no, but man-made. The, is the, the water's not man-made is it um like is it on the coast or is like my bugging no it's all man-made so they just brought the water too it's all man-made everything there is man-made really everything the palm jumeirah the palm jumeirah oh, i know the palm is fake but like it's all the, man-made like the water that like was around it. They, they didn't bring that water there though like it's yeah. like let me see dubai on the map yeah i, I mean it, it's it's a desert the whole thing is a fucking desert <laughs> so yeah i, 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 I might would. be bugging but like I'm yeah see. yeah i mean i don't know i might not know the exact uh, agriculture and all that stuff. The agriculture, whatever it is, but no, no, no. It's like like there was always water there. Yeah, because it's like, for example, you have like the Gulf of Oman and the Persian Gulf. Like, no, it's it's there. The Persian Gulf, yeah, yeah, yeah it's there. But like, yeah. also, I'm sure they brought in a lot of water. They brought in a they, lot. They probably of water. had to make like a channel to get the water to get the water flowing. Yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. 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 I mean, but see, that's a Americans suck at geography too. We're but, very bad at geography. Yeah. Anything is possible in Dubai. That's why, like, I love it, man. Like, there's nothing that's not possible. Like, they're going to be the first ones to have flying Ubers. Why not? Like people right? laugh at that, but dude, no, it's because they can actually fucking do it. They, they've done everything else. The tallest building in the world, you know, the biggest mall in the world, right? Like, like you got, you got the tallest, you know, infinity pool in the world. Like they can do anything. So they, it's innovative. They do have the Uber helicopter over there. I know Uber that, helicopter. That, that's like an easy thing to have over there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They yeah. have the Uber helicopters and things of that you nature. You ever taken so, that? Uh, not yet. Not yet. I don't should. think it's available yet though. Oh, really? Not yet. They have yeah. that in the city. Oh yeah, yeah, no, they have a blade in the city. Oh no, your t- Uber helicopters. Yeah, sorry, I'm thinking of the, they're gonna have like the flying. No, no, um, flying cars. Yeah, yeah, that's different. That's yeah, different. yeah, no, no, Uber helicopter. Yeah, I just never tell. How I do just you get, couldn't justify it? How do you get all <laughs> nice cars though? Like the Rolls Royce and the uh, you got a Rolls Royce or no? Out and, there, no, 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 no not a fan. It was a, la- it was G-Wagon, a, it was a two Lambos, two Brabish G wagons, two Lamborghini, uh, one Lamborghini Huracan, one um uh, standard Huracan coupe. 
and then a Ferrari F8 Spider, and then a Euro, um, Lamborghini Urus Mansory Edition. And you don't own any cars there. No, those those are all rented. It's all it's all for Instagram. I'm a fake guru, actually. No, um, but uh, at least yeah. it's transparent. Yeah, no, it's I'm, all about transparency. I'm a fake guru. I make like ten grand a month. No, but um, no, I, I rented all those cars. Um, they're depreciating assets. Uh, no reason to own a car in a country that I don't permanently live in yet. Um, it's stupid financially, and I'm not financially illiterate. So yes, those cars were rented. Do you plan on getting a car when you move out there? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah it's going to be a Huracan probably. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah, or something like that. Or like in, you know. You got to have something nice in Dubai. I mean, the roads are perfect. They well, squeak. Well, the problem is like you have a nice car, but then someone always got a nicer car than you over there. Yeah. Like, you never yeah, have yeah. the nicest car. Yeah, like. But it's but it's less like Miami. Like Miami's a dick sizing competition. Dubai, everyone's kind of respectful. Everyone's dick is small in Dubai. It, it, it's very, it's very, it's very, it's everybody respects that was you. A joke. It's everybody, everybody, it's, it's everybody's so nice and they respect you. Like if you have a Bugatti, but somebody has a Huracan, they're not looking at you like, oh, you fucking peasant. Like, hey, man, like, what do you do for a living? We should do business together. Meanwhile, yeah, Miami's yeah. like, yo, like, fuck you. I'm better than you. Yeah. Like I rented a more expensive they actually here. got bugattis in dubai though oh, i yeah. see them every day 5.2 million dollars sitting in front of dubai mall yeah you don't see that in miami no and you don't no, know it'll which, get robbed you don't know which guy has it either like any random guy has a yeah. girl no, yeah one guy yeah. has four of them too <laughs> yeah yeah and they live on the villa on the palm jumeirah like a 40 million dollar villa you know yeah, so that's, yeah, that's yeah. all over like how, like i don't know how guys i don't know about you guys but for me like i look at that and it's like how does that not motivate you like there's yeah. so much money in this world and like you think you're doing well and it's like no i'm a brokey like this guy yeah. this guy makes what i make in an hour in a Literally. year yeah. you know so he blinks once he farts once and it all comes out <laughs> yeah, yeah he farts once and there's a five million dollar car in his garage yeah. you know <laughs> city you gotta pay a five million dollar car yeah, yeah. <laughs> we yeah. were literally joking about it the other day we were walking yeah. through the city and it was just like like nuts we're just like who are these people yeah why how brainwashed are they that they're living here yeah 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 like, no really in new york fully. it's literally like either you're really 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 rich or you're really 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 broke and there's yeah. nothing in the middle yeah. like even the, there's people that look like they're in the middle but they're all like paycheck to paycheck like yeah. just but they, they, they looked the part. Like, they it's like, oh, like, nice stuff. Like, 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 you went to college, you make 100K, but, like, you end up with, like, zero at the end of the month. Yeah. You know what I mean? 100K, or, or is negative. New, 100K is the new 50K, man. Yeah. It's like, actually, especially, though, especially in, in New York, like, it's like nothing. It's like 25 It's nothing. But you, you guys, what, you guys want to know something hysterical? Everybody that I speak to in Dubai, because I, I tell them, like, I'm from New York. I'm, I was actually born in New York. I, we, pr- we practically live in New York, guys. Yeah. But I'm like, I'm from New York, and they jizz their pants. Oh yeah. God, that's my dream. Like I want to go there. No, you don't. No, you no, don't. you fucking don't. You and if you do, you better be. A... You better have the Glock if you do. People are <laughs> yeah, getting don't bring the Bugatti <laughs> shot left and right. No, you can't. You'll bend a wheel um, with the fucking potholes. I know way know? too many people that are just obsessed with the city. I don't see like I, I, I get it. Get if it. you're a tourist, maybe it's just because we we like the three of us live near the city. I don't see the spectacular. But there is you know, there is city. like an upper echelon in New York that like yeah billionaires row yeah yeah, 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 yeah. But, but even like like Wall Street, all these guys like the big media companies like they there's money a lot of money flowing through New York absolutely you know absolutely. what I mean yeah I have respect for the like the financial aspect but I don't know just for living I can never no for living it's tough it's, it's definitely I can tough never, you, you, you can get a box for $300 a month three hundred, uh, $3,000 a oh, month I wish $300 you probably get like a dog box for $300 a month not even not bro. even you right? get like one square on the ground bro Seriously. Like, literally bro that's it so yeah but Dubai 101 right there if you guys want to travel to Dubai and you want to learn how to pay less than you would pay for a bowl of Chipotle you can slide in my DMs <laughs> 
with the keyword Dubai and I can teach you how to do that. And, I, <laughs> and, 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 and I've done it six times so this ain't no fake guru bullshit. DM him yeah. Dubai and he'll DM hit you with Dubai. an auto message real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, no. I, I respond to all my DMs personally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do, I do, I do, I do. I do. Oh, man. But yeah. So, um, let's see. I wanted to talk about the the element of a, having a service-based business. Sure. Client acquisition. I know we already got into personal branding and how it's important to get, put yourself out there, but but talk to me about like, because your acquisition is a, is like mostly organic, right? I mean, all of it is organic. All yeah. New Money so, Talks podcast, baby. Yeah. So like, so so talk to me about like, I guess the the idea behind the back end of the business mm-hmm. and what team infrastructure that you have in place, sure. In order to you know bring these leads on, qualify them, provide them a good service, because mm-hmm. like you get a lot of business and a lot you know a lot of people. We literally just talked about one service provider before this company that took on more than they can chew, burnt yeah. a lot of bridges. Mm-hmm. Like, talk to me about the infrastructure you've put in place to to not cause that to happen and for it to thrive. We build backwards. We build a back end team. We make sure that we're 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 uh, overstaffed. We make sure that we have enough uh, employees. You know, whatever employees, virtual assistants, appointment setters, uh, sales closers, uh, admins. Uh, admin assistance. We make sure that we build it from the inside out because, you know, customer acquisition for us was never really an issue. Like I've never ran a single ad in my life. Everything's always been organic. I post a lot. I give a lot of value on my, on my Instagram. I post like fucking a thousand times a day. If you guys follow me, you know, so that's never been an issue, but we've always, um, you know, learned, okay, like this is how many sales guys we need, right? Like for the average amount of leads that we're getting per day, let's just say. I'm not going to get into logistics, but like, you know, this is the amount of appointment setters we need. Okay, well, for our credit repair clients, if we have 100 active clients, this is how many, you know, virtual assistants, or this is how many specialists that we need that can serve all of them. So we we worked, I worked on, you know, the operations inside and out. Because when I first started this company, I'm going to tell everybody the truth. I wasn't even supposed to do this. This actually happened because of what you just mentioned. I had an ex-business partner completely fuck me over. He completely scammed me. He stopped paying. I was just an, an, a sales guy for him, but he completely fucked everyone over, stopped paying the employees, owed them like $30,000, and he ghosted. From Miami, of course, Damn. right? And he ghosted. So I literally took shattered glass, and I built a seven-figure company from... Wanting to fucking kill myself pretty much if I'm going to be transparent with you guys. And I knew learning from him, he did what a typical person would do. Let me just find out how I can get the most clients. Let me find out how I can collect the most cash, but I have no back end. So again, we have everything from sales guys, um, that uh, appointment setters that are going to basically qualify the prospects. Then they're basically going to schedule an appointment with the sales guys and the sales guys are going to do their thing. And then from there, we have, uh, you know, onboarding admin assistants. They get introduced to our back end team. Uh, probably have over 40 or 50 employees on the back end that are handling all the day to day operations, logistics for these Facebook stores, credit repairs and things of that nature. So we have a solid back end team for sure. Well, yeah. why, why do you post so much on Instagram? It makes me money. It's the acquisition channel. It's like you know, literally the more it's free. Like, it's free. You don't think it's like spamming people get upset, like unfollow you and all this type of shit? Well, you know, if they if they unfollow me, um, you know. We're going to pay you anything in the first place. They didn't, they probably <laughs> broke. I mean, I don't know. If they, I mean, no, I'm just kidding. But um, the reason why I post a lot is because um, I have a, a content strategy. So what I'll do is every single day, I'll have a mixture of something with my lifestyle, whether it's a dinner 
my cars or something like that, my watches, and then it'll transition into client results. Like we talked about before posting, you know, screenshots of credit repair, e-commerce store results. And then I'll always have, um, something that's, uh, knowledgeable. Like for example, maybe I'll repost something from, you know, intelligent cryptocurrency. I'll repost something from, you know, uh, like a, I don't, I don't know. You know those pages that yeah, maybe yeah, like talk yeah. about stocks or yeah, investing, yeah, yeah. you know, whatever. Tips. Yeah. Money tips and maybe from new money talks, but like whatever, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, so that strategy funnels with call to actions. It funnels people to message me um, because I'm giving them free value and that leads them into wanting to work with yeah, us. It's, it's inbound marketing. Well, inbound. I'm trying to set it up for my agency, but yeah. the, 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 the thing that's tough is if I was selling like a course or a coaching program for yeah. like drop shippers, yeah. it'd be perfect. But I'm selling agency services to decently established brands, which mm. there's a much smaller quantity. Of. Much smaller. So that's why I think your business is great because... It's a massive market. Oh, we learned how big the market was with it's TikTok. Everyone has market. credit problems. Like if I started talking about a Facebook ad strategy for no like established brands, nobody cares. Literally all you do is one stupid clip about like, yeah, don't pay back your credit. <laughs> and like next thing you know, 15, 20 million That's people the stupidest are like. fucking clip ever, man. Yeah. <laughs> Made so much fucking money from you motherfucking haters, man. Oh shit, that was awesome. But yeah, yeah. no, I mean, um, but it's ne- good, no, it, never like, spend a penny on, on ads. I, I, I realize why that clip went viral. It's because like the mass market of people have the problem that you're solving. So like that's why it went crazy pretty much. Well, that's how you make a lot of money. I talk about it all the time. You find a problem um, that a lot of people have. You find a way to solve the problem and then you then you find a way to monetize solving the problem. Making yeah. money isn't isn't fucking hard. Like that's all it is. Find a problem, solve it and and find a way to charge people for it. 100%. That's yeah. that's really and that's what I that's what I do. Like yeah. the basics, man, it's just it's stupid boring shit. You just got to rinse and repeat it every fucking day. It's yeah. nothing it's nothing flashy. You know, it's, it's the same shit. So Yeah. Um Yeah. My last question to you before we wrap this up. Sure. Um that I like to I like to ask kind of as a curveball question, but okay. talk to me about how you manage relationships and business. Because oh, <laughs> I know, I mean we're we both we're both in relationships. Mm-hmm. Um we know we have a lot of friends, some that are, some that aren't. And like it, your personal and you know I guess your personal and your whatever what uh, romantic relationships romantic yeah friendships anything like yeah, that yeah, it, yeah, like, yeah it really does influence the things that you do on a daily day-to-day basis depending on what you prioritize and yeah. then the people you interact with are on average the people that you become or the connections that you make with with their friends and things like that so it can either really hold you back or it can propel you the way that you structure your relationships so sure. talk to me about how you structure yours um you have to like I'm very like very picky. Um cuz if 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 you don't have the right partner that's going to support you and that's going to do everything, you know, in in their ability to lift you up as a man, um then it's it's only going to it's only going to drag you to the bottom of the barrel. I mean, us as business owners, we go through enough stress as is, right? So when we when we come home to somebody, you know, and I'm just going to pertain more so to men, I guess. But when you come home to somebody, you know, you don't want stress. Like, I want you to be my stress reliever. I want, you know, I want you to tell me, you know, how amazing I am and that you love me and shit like that. And I know I sound like Andrew Tate right now, but he's right. Like, your your your, your partner has to make you a, a, a better man. How I balance um, relationships and, and my, my companies, um, I'll be honest, I feel that as as a man, it's it's my job. It's my it's my duty to obviously take care of the family. Maybe I'm old school, guys. Maybe I'm whatever, but um, I'm always going to focus on scaling and growing the company and feeding the company because if this company gets to where I want it to get to, 
then you as my wife or you as my girlfriend, my fiance, you're going to live a damn good life. But if I allow you to distract me, um, like a lot of simps out there do, they get a girl and they're like, oh my God, like pussy. And then they're like, oh, I'll do this tomorrow. No, like that's how you end up broke. That's how you end up heartbroken. And that's how you end up on the side of the street with nothing. Yeah. So for me, I've, I, as selfish as this sounds, I always put my companies first because they will always be there for me, my companies, unless I decide to shut them yeah. down. A girl can cheat on me, fuck another guy or do whatever. And then she's out. Then what? Yeah. Then I'm curled up crying. Yeah. <laughs> I'm curled up it, crying. It's like all, a bitch. It, <laughs> so like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I, you, you eventually find that balance, <sighs> but, but your partner's got to understand I, I, I do what I got to do because I want to provide a good future for us and our kids. Yeah, I think there's like, there's two scenarios where it's actually more selfless to just focus on yourself than to sure. prioritize other people. I think the one scenario is like you just mentioned, when you know that focusing on your business is going to provide for you to be able to do something way better later. Sure. So if you're bugging me to go out to dinner right now, spending $200 and I'm building a $10 million a year company and we're like, we're going to be able to get $10,000 dinners, just wait a year or two, right? Let me do my thing. Let me build. Like that's Hell scenario yeah. number one. Scenario number two is like, you know, let's say my, my parents are hitting me up for rent money and I'm like, I've given you rent for the last six months. I'm not paying you anything more, right? So, sometimes by keeping to yourself, focusing on yourself, number one, they got to now figure it out because you teach a man to fish. You, you, know, you feed him for a lifetime. You give a man a fish. He's going to be fucked tomorrow. You feed him for the, you feed him for the day. <laughs> exactly. So, you like, so, so number one, you're, you're making sure that they, they're forced to now take care of themselves, figure out Level the up. shit that they need to themselves. Yeah. And you also get to focus on building building up your net worth yeah. to where maybe in a year from now you pop out of hiding and say, Hey, guess what? I can retire you now. Yeah. Right? How, that you don't give a shit about that little $3,000 rent payment a year ago. If I'm retiring you today and I needed to push you to the side and not communicate with you for a year in order to accomplish that. You know? Yeah. And most people think that that's selfish. I'm like, you know, what's really selfish? Like not being able to take care of your family, not being able to take care of your fight. Like imagine being a man and you wake up every day and you can't like, like you have to dictate whether you need to get, um, you know, the lactate brand milk for five forty nine, or the yeah. fucking ShopRite brand for, you know, like three fifty nine. Yeah. Like, like, you know what I mean? And nothing wrong with, you know, I was saving money. I, I, I buy store brand shit. Frugality and, frugality like, and like having bro. to like be that broke to the point where you yeah. can't take care of your significant other and like take care of your family. So it's, it's, um, I think it's so, I think that what a lot of people need to understand is you guys need to stop becoming the version that other people around you want want you to become because that's what they're brainwashing you to do like you know don't do this don't do that why you spent why are you working so much you already make a lot of money no like this is my life these are my goals i'm i'm becoming a version that james wants to become not you mom not you wifey or not you sister cousin brother whatever the fuck you are you know that's just that's just that's just what it is so fire episode this is a good one yeah this is a good one how yeah. many viral clips are we gonna get? At oh, least like at least like ten. Couple. I'm about to hurt a lot of your feelings out there watching this today, man. <laughs> Shit. Make sure you DM him a Dubai. Make sure you DM him. DM me Diamond. Diamond. Because <laughs> I got this retarded tattoo on my neck. Oh my god. But anyways, this was a great episode. Yeah, this is yeah, yeah, sick. This is sick. It's always great having are, are you, you. Like, oh, maybe we'll do it once in Dubai. We'll do the next one in Dubai with you or something. Yeah, I'll find yeah. you guys out. Um, we can do one in Dubai once you know. You I gotta have get, my you gotta get Iman ready. to come on. 
You know, Iman, we gotta get Iman going. Iman, if you're watching this, I'm a nobody right now, but no, I'm kidding. If you're, wa- <laughs> if you're, if you're watching this, I'll probably see you next month, but um, let's do a podcast together, man. I think that'd be pretty. He's not doing any podcast this year. He's only doing them starting next year. He is doing like day in the life though. So there's like, you know, That's like right. Ryan, you know, Ryan Serhant, the big like, yeah, 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 guy yeah, 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 yeah. Like he did one with him. He did one with uh, Mike Thirst, I think his Mike name Mike Thurston, he's the Some, fitness, like, fitness guy. I watched that yeah, one. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. He's big in Dubai too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, then those are cool because it's like, it's like he's doing everything he would have normally done in a given day, but he doesn't yeah. have to sit down and carve two hours to do a, a no, podcast. He, no. they, they, he just goes goes about his normal day. Absolutely. But, absolutely. but he probably he probably does have time to sit down and just do it. Everyone has a time. It's just not a priority for him right now. Yeah, and I, and yeah, I get it. When you're at his yeah, level, you got a thousand other things you'd rather be for doing. Sure. So, yeah, yeah, you know, it's I, a, I totally you know, it, 48 Laws of Power. One of, the, one of the chapters talks about like the less you put yourself out there or like you, you lend yourself to, let's say, a podcast, things like that the more people desire to be around you in yeah. presence. Yeah. So he's yeah. just kind of, he's just being a little bit more exclusive with exclusive. what he does yeah. this year. And he's like, next year when I come back, you're going to, they're the, the view, the videos are going to get that many more views because you've been waiting on it for that while. It's just, know? it's the suspense and the build up. Like, yeah, where yeah, you yeah, been, yeah. man? Where yeah, you yeah, been? Yeah, oh, yeah, now yeah. back. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so remind everyone your socials. We'll have them linked in the description. Yeah, give them a social security list, financial solutions. <laughs> you guys want the, you guys want the, the Instagram. All right, so the Instagram is James underscore Jang with two underscores. Um, uh, just me flexing in front of a yellow Lamborghini. That's, <laughs> that's rented. If you guys want to find me there. Um, TikTok is the same username, James underscore Jang underscore underscore. Uh, you guys can follow me on there. And then if you're interested in any of uh, my services, you guys can, of course, contact them and they can start the connection. Or you can just simply uh, go to my social platforms, click the link in the bio and apply directly to work with us. And um, our team members will be in touch with you. That's you YouTube? easy as hell. Uh, I just got on YouTube. Yes. But. Uh, I'm working on some content for Work that in right progress. Now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm building up the I'm building up the suspense to build to to you know create some controversy out there. So if there's anything you guys want to see, uh, let me know. Yeah, um, comment it below channel. too. Yeah. We'll get in for the third one. We'll get yeah. some other yeah. shit going yeah. on. Yeah, maybe there, like man. the first video we could do like like we could get like a tape measure for my YouTube and they can <laughs> actually you got measure like how no, I definitely didn't get taller. I probably shrunk, but they can definitely like measure how tall I actually am. So <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe that'll be like a first oh, a good viral first clip. And if you guys have noticed too, we also improved our mics here too. We shout out leveling up. Shout out uh, Limitless Financial Solutions. Shout out to all you who are following and watching. Exactly. Shout out to uh, to everyone who's supporting it. As we get bigger, we're getting better. We're quality's quality's going up. Yeah. Now quality's all we need up. is the gentleman's agreement from you guys. Make sure you like, comment, subscribe, share, follow everything. Because the bigger we get, the better this gets, the better guests we have, and stuff like that. So please yeah. do that. It helps out a whole bunch. This is gonna be the biggest podcast like on YouTube. In like the Hell next yeah. like three years, I say like eighteen months to like yeah. I guess thirty six months. Like, it'll, it's, yeah. it's moving. It's it's you see it. Like I think we're up month six right now. Like yeah. we're making progress. People are actually like realizing, it, which is pretty sick. It's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So thanks everyone for their support. You got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See you on the next we'll one. See you in the next one. See you Later. on the next one. Peace. Bye. All right. Let's see. Hopefully, we- yeah. Don't tell me it blacked out again. Oh no, it's going. Let's fucking go. They're both gone. All right, so we got most of it. It worked. Okay, cool. Question is, is the audio good?